information to help you run your business better and improve your marketing campaigns. My name is Hank Hoffmeyer, and thank you for joining me on Hank's Marketing and Business Tips. Welcome to episode 261 of the HMBT podcast. Today, I'm joined by Irene Diamond. She calls herself a pain reliever and mover improver for businesses and bodies because she helps both get out of pain and moving. Love that phrase. I'm always telling people to come up with great ways to introduce themselves or to talk to people if you're stuck in an elevator with them. And that, that's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, she has founded the California's first wellness center, Diamond Pain Relief and Wellness, that enjoys referrals from other healthcare providers from across the country. And I've had previous guests talk about referrals, and maybe we could talk about that today. That is something we are going to discuss. So hopefully we could dig into that. She also leads seminars and trainings for clinicians on the rehabilitation methods that she developed, active myofacial therapy, the diamond method. So they too can have a powerful ability to provide fast, effective, life-changing results for their clients and patients. She also mentors and provides consulting services to the massage, physical therapy, chiropractic, and other wellness practices to attract affluent, appreciative clients through her dream practice mastery academy we'll talk more about that later she's a frequent guest author for many professional massage physical therapy and orthopedic publications and associations probably makes her an expert and she's also an in-demand speaker and presenter sharing business growth strategy and clinical education so it is a privilege to have you on the show today sounds like you have a wealth of knowledge and it kind of gets us out of the norm of email marketing, social media, and, and general sales. I appreciate you being here today to have this discussion with me. Hey, Hank. Fabulous to be here. And I'm glad to be able to bring it a little from a different angle because as, you, as you've uh, been interviewing other healthcare providers and some of your audience is among that group, we all learned what to do clinically most of us had no idea how to run a business, how to run a practice, how to market, how to get clients and patients. So we think, you know, if we learn what to do with our hands or clinical reasoning, all the patients will flow in. Sometimes they do, most of the time they don't. Right. <laughs> and that's sort of where, where I come from now as I help practitioners and providers. And, and it translates over, I've worked with people who cut hair, I've worked with um, car mechanics, it, it, it's all the same. Right. I was Everybody wants affluent yeah. clients, <laughs> no matter what the industry. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of common ground when it comes to marketing, whether you're in, you know, service, you sell a product, you, you know, you're a professional, like say a doctor or something, you know, uh, it doesn't matter what you do. You need clients and you need to have a marketing mindset and you need to get yourself referrals. You need to get references, reviews, all these things. And it really comes down to your mindset and, and what you're doing. And I love how before we got on air, we were talking about how to stand out from the crowd and how to get perfect fit clients. A lot of times people just are redundant with their messaging, right? They'll send an email, they'll post to social media and hope clients are going to come to them. And then also they're just saying, I'm just going to take anyone because a dollar is a dollar. And in some ways that's wrong. Maybe it's not holistically wrong. You're in business, maybe you're making money, but are you doing it the right way? Are you getting... And attracting clients and are they good fit clients? In other words, 
Like for me, if somebody wanted me to help them with their email marketing and their budget was $100 and, and, and they wanted me to work 40 hours a week for them, that's just not a good fit for me. Yeah, it'd give me a little bit of money, but I think the time to income ratio there is a little skewed. Uh, maybe that was yeah. a horrible example, but I think everybody gets uh, what I'm talking about. So let's talk about standing out from the crowd when you're a business owner or a professional. What information do you have and what tips can you give us in respect to that? Sure. So let me just back up a little bit and say, at the beginning, I think it's fine to take anybody and everybody when you're starting your business, because you, you may not know who your niche is or who your dream client really is. And so work with everybody, take the, take the clients, get experience, decide then from that experience, who you like working with, who you don't like working with. And then you can start, you know, sifting through. I have a, something called the client selection triangle. So if everybody wants to just grab a piece of paper right now, <laughs> and it's really pretty simple. So, I bet you didn't think this was going to be a hands-on podcast episode. But. I know. Here we go. I can't help but teaching. But so draw a triangle, everybody, on a piece of paper. Simple. you got three points to your triangle. So this is your client selection triangle. It's like a filter that when you meet somebody new, you're going to put them through this filter. If the answer is yes, a check for all three corners, great. Invite them into your practice. If one part of that triangle is missing, you might want to reconsider saying yes to booking an appointment or scheduling them or getting them into your program or whatever it is you're selling. So the first one, really simple. Do you like them? So when I first started, there were people I didn't like. There were clients who maybe didn't have the right feel or I didn't vibe with them or for whatever reason, it wasn't a great fit, but I was starting. So I took their money, I booked their appointments. And again, when you're starting, cool, go ahead and do that. As you become more experienced, then you get the luxury of being able to fine tune who you were. So do you like them? And you know, yes, there are professional boundaries. So you might wanna think, would they be somebody you'd invite over to your home for dinner? And if it's yes, perfect, they get one of the three. Second thing is, do they, it's two points. Do they have something you can either relieve or help them achieve. So the second corner of your triangle, relieve or achieve. So in other words, do they have a problem you can help them solve? Do they have a goal you can help them achieve? So if you're in the weight loss business, if you know how to help people lose 100 pounds, great. If you don't know how to help people lose 100 pounds, but you know how to train somebody for a marathon, they're not a good fit for you. So they don't match. So refer them to somebody else who's a better fit. The third part of the triangle is a little controversial, but it's basically, can they afford, so you can do the dollar sign or afford, can they afford your services? I tend to work with people who are more affluent so my and my fees are higher. So people coming in to work with me, if they are looking for air quotes, the cheapest, they're not a fit for me. If they can afford my services, if they can afford to uh, work with you in, and not nickel and dime and not try to bargain you, then they get the third check mark. 
Now, here's the thing. I know a lot of people like to give back to their communities. So when we're in business, we have to be financially stable and, and secure. Right. And then we can donate our services or we can offer scholarships or we can re reduce our fees at our choice. So it's not only about working with rich people or you know very wealthy people. It's about people who want what you have. You know you can help them. You like them. They can afford your services. So if they get a checks for all three of those, then invite them in. I, I teach a concept called the precise private practice, but it can be the same again for the, a law firm or a financial advisors. Precise private practice, you invite into your practice the people who are a precise fit, right. as opposed to an open to the public practice. So as we start to, again, fine tune who our dream clients are, we're able to be more selective, which just truly opens up so much potential because then you're happier, the clients are happier, it's a win-win all the way around, they get better results, they tell more people that those people write better reviews for you, you don't ever have to worry about a bad online review. Why? Because you're not working with quantity of people you're working with a smaller group more quality people so when you really told me about the triangle it reminded me of the term trifecta right and mm -hmm. and it reminds me of horse racing it's yeah. always hard to hit the trifecta so the mm -hmm. question and, and, I, and i know you simply said earlier take what you can in the beginning but how yeah. hard is it to find these perfect fit clients is it a lot of work and is it hard to really find these raging fans or raving fans that some people might call them because they're going to be a great fit. They're going to come in, they're going to get great service or a great product, and they're going to rate and review you accordingly. Do you think it's very hard to, to get that in volume, to get that type of attraction and volume? Mm, that's a good question. I think the answer is it, 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 it's only hard if the business owner is not clear about what they offer. And really, what, what do they help people relieve or achieve? That's primary. So I had a girl in my coaching class the other day. She said, I want to do a digital online program. I was like, great. What do you want the program to do for people? Well, she hadn't thought about that yet. So I said, okay, come back to me after you know what you want the program to solve or to you know help them relieve or help them achieve. That's where it starts. So if we know that as business owners, if we really know what we can do for people and it has to be an urgent problem. Right. So it can't be something that, oh yeah, maybe I'll get to it down the road because there's no urgency. So then there's no motivation really or very low motivation for the, the client to decide to invest time and money and energy and all of that. So it's not difficult once they're very clear on who they can help, who they want to help, and how to help. Right. For me, um, it reminds me of a meeting I was on this morning, and uh, the speaker said, do you think people buy more when they're in pain or when they have a need? Mm. And, you know, it was kind of split a little bit, but I think more people said pain because like, I'm trying to solve something. I have a pain in marketing or I have a pain in my arm. I want to solve that. Therefore, mm -hmm. you're probably going to purchase something if you have a need, yeah, you can, but it takes a little bit more convincing. And then also, I think for me, one in three would be the struggle, right? The, the solving that need, solving that pain, having a solution for me is easy. 
But number one, if I don't like you, maybe, maybe I might take you on, right? Or maybe if you don't have enough money to work with me, maybe people or some, when I say me, I'm talking about business owners too, Mm -hmm. you know, they might budge on the price and then it's not a good fit, right? Because then that tends to develop the wrong type of relationship because maybe I'm going to bring somebody on for a lower price or a lower budget. Maybe I'm going to do inferior work and it's going to lead to a negative review, something Mm. like that, or they won't refer me. And, And it's important to, I guess, meet all three and you drew that triangle so perfectly right it had four per, three per four <laughs> triangle had four quarters on uh, three perfect <laughs> corners on it and like you said they should meet all three of those and i think that that is a great way to remember that's the client i want or need right i i encourage everyone to just draw it out stick it on your computer or near your phone so when you're making these phone calls to people who are prospects you can simply go through it. So you can get energy. You can feel somebody if, if they're aggressive or if they're, you know, whatever it is, it just kind of rubs you the wrong way. Then uh, is it wrong to take them? I don't think it's wrong to accept them into your practice, but, and if we're trying to design our dream practice or a dream business, we want it to be filled with clients and customers that we're happy to work with. Right. Now you mentioned something, Hank, if you want, we can talk about the pricing. Let's just say um, you're a photographer and you do a photo shoot for $5,000 and it includes you know, hair and makeup and wardrobe, the whole bit. Somebody comes to you and says, I can't afford $5,000. Well, it's not like you just say, okay, see you later. You certainly can have a conversation. What can you afford? Oh, well, my budget was about a thousand. Well, instead of hair, makeup and this and that, you take care of that on your own. Come to me, we'll do the shoot. You know, so there's certainly some negotiating and some modification, right? That's something important. It's not just an all or nothing. See you later. Right. And I was thinking in my mind, maybe if your perfect client to you is $5,000, but more $1,000 clients are to you, maybe you start selling two packages. One is everything, right? The makeup, lighting, Mm -hmm. everything. And then the other one is more of the budget offering. You start offering that just because you Mm -hmm. think you're worth $5,000 for what you're offering. Maybe your market's telling you right now, the demand is a little bit different. They always say, find a problem and solve that problem. Right now, I think people are struggling to really look good on zoom, right? So, so offering Mm -hmm. packages around how to look good online or in social distancing, uh, uh, photography, if you could do that, some States, I understand that you might not even be able to do that. Like go to somebody's doorstep and do it on their door, Mm -hmm. but find a way Mm -hmm. to do it through zoom. You know, maybe you can mail a 4k camera to somebody, you know, and then do it over, like do screenshots over zoom. So it's still high quality and use, you know, like the, the, uh, photographer will have a really good screen that they can screenshot and then that gets mailed back again. So that might be a way for you to say that's a thousand dollar package versus the 5,000 in person, uh, find a way to solve a problem. And then I guess the first part of your triangle was, do you like somebody or not? I guess, looking at why, you know, why is this not a good fit? Why are we not liking each other? You know, is it just because of the, you know, they talk cause they're from New Jersey and I, I joke about that cause I'm from New Jersey and I'm in North Carolina now, but I'm from New Jersey, but I think of my, my accent's so watered down that the New Jerseyans don't accept me and I'm not accepting North Carolina as a Southerner. I'm just, you know, not accepting anywhere. Uh, but some people, there used to be the, you know, the good old boy network, whereas they work with people that were local, or I guess it's called, yeah. you know, local business. And yeah. How do you get over that? Well, you developed KLT, no like and trust, and maybe that'll help you like them more. Sure, 
Sure. And so let's riff real quick on your concept of maybe you're attracting market that can afford a thousand. So that gets back to the marketing. If you want to attract clients who can afford a 5,000, it starts from the message you're sending. It starts from your, your email, your digital presence, all of that illustrates. And, you know, even on a subconscious level, clients come to you, hopefully having an understanding of at least in the price continuum of where you fit. Are you bargain basement? Are you middle of the road? Or are you luxury top of the line? That way you're attracting the right clients of affluent people who can afford you and who are appreciative. Not everybody's looking for a bargain. Everybody's looking for a good value, right? That's a big difference. Yep. That's huge. And Mm -hmm. it's how you portray that value too, because maybe you do have high value to offer, but you're not marketing it correctly and they don't see it mm. as high value. There, there's that old thing with eBay years ago that would people would say, buy something because it's five cents less than the other person who listed it. Is that always true? Mm. No, for me, I look at reviews. I look at where they're located to see when I'm going to get the item. If, if it's from China versus from Pennsylvania, I'm probably going to buy it from Pennsylvania, even if it's five cents more. It just comes down to positioning and value. But not only five cents. What if it's 50 bucks or 500 bucks or 5,000 bucks? Again, how urgent is this problem that they want solved? How big a problem is it? I always say the bigger the problem, the bigger the solution. Somebody has again, chronic migraines in my industry. I'm a, a migraine specialist, fibromyalgia specialist. If somebody has years and years of migraines or, or pa- chronic pain, it's urgent. And it's something they've had for a long time. It's big. They might've tried every single thing out there, you know, lotions and potions and healthcare providers. I, they come to me knowing, yes, my fees are expensive, but here's something that helps them say, yes, I offer a 100% guarantee. Well, what is my guarantee? Am I guaranteeing they'll never have a migraine again? No, that would be silly because everybody is different, but I guarantee that they will feel their time and their money was well spent. I like that. Now I can do that because I've been in business for a long time. So I know what I'm capable of doing. And I pre-screen people well enough to know, I, again, I'm not taking anybody and everybody. I'm only taking those people who I feel comfortable I can help. Why? Because I don't want to waste my time and theirs and have them go, well, that wasn't really worth it. So I, so again, when somebody's at that point where they're, they're ready to finally handle the problem and take care of the problem once and for all. They want a confident provider. They want a business owner to offer them that solution and say, here, I feel comfortable, confident, secure in saying, yes, I can help you solve that problem. And I bet part of that discussion when you're talking about the triangle, especially if it's health related is, are they positive? Because do they really want to solve their pain, their, their, their struggles, whatever they're going through. But if somebody just, just, this always happens to me, I'm always feeling like this. It's, I'm never going to feel better. Those type, I'm not saying that they're a lost cause and, and, and people shouldn't work with them, but those people probably would help you struggle with your guarantee. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, talking about healthcare, there's a concept called bio psycho social bio, physical pain, biological, psychological, and the social elements all tie into that. 
So if somebody has chronic migraines, we have to look at what's going on psychologically with them. What kind of social support do they have? Are they out on the streets? Are they living in an abusive relationship? Are there just 12 kids and you know not enough resources? So the psychology and the social aspects are 100% involved with the physical, biological pain in healthcare. But in any business, you're right. If somebody is thinking, oh, it'll never work for me. Right. We need we as as service providers as problem solvers should look really carefully and 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 consider do we want to bring them on? Otherwise, we're just one more person that didn't work or one more program that didn't help them get where they wanted to go. And then that happens in marketing. I've seen and worked with people that don't want to get out of the old ways of marketing of buying lists and going into groups and just posting links of what they're selling, thinking that's the only way that works. And they contact mm-hmm. me and say, I need more leads and tell them the right way. They say, well, that's just too much work. Can you just help me get a list <laughs> of groups and an li- email list? And yeah. I-, I choose not to work. You know, they're not in my triangle, I guess I want to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't meet all three points. And also, even if you sold them a list, do they have the resources or the, not the resources, the, uh, the structure, the infrastructure, or are they going to just lose all those lists once they get on the phone with them or, you know, have that ability to connect with those leads? Can't really answer that, but I wish them luck. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about standing out from the crowd, because I know that's something that uh, was of interest to me when I heard you're going to be on the show. How can we stand out from the crowd? Yeah, we want to give our clients and our referring partners something to yak about. So I say yak because, you know, people like to talk. If you go to a fabulous restaurant or you see a great movie, nobody has to pay you an affiliate commission to share it. You talk about it because it's great because you want more people to experience it. So same thing with our businesses. We want to give our clients and our customers something to yak about. How do we do that? We have to stand out from the crowd. How do we do that? Lots of different ways. And it's not the boring thing that everybody always says, which is, you know, great customer service, or we're really, you know, we pay attention to you as an individual. Okay, that's great. But pretty much everybody says that. So we have to look and see what is unique about us. What does, in my experience, and my situation, 100% satisfaction guarantee, that totally helps me stand out. I practice in San Francisco. San Francisco is very saturated. Well, I don't know any other provider unless they've studied with me who also offers 100% guarantee. So that, again, that's like, I'm the only one in the playing field. So each business owner has to think, what is it that helps them stand out from the crowd? Right. I can give, I can give you an example for, you know, like 24 hour fitness. What was there now in, you know, I don't know, 12 different countries. Why? because they broke the mold and most gyms would close at nine or 10 o'clock at night. Well, they knew there were people who needed to work out after their graveyard shifts or after they got off working at the restaurants or the hospitals. And so they created a facility that now people could go work out around the clock. Well, nobody did that before. That's what gave them that unique advantage and therefore their, their members, their gym members, you know, talked about them and it went like hotcakes. So that's where people have to really look. What can they do 
that sets them apart. Right. In other words, if somebody can't remember your name, how do you stand out? Because somebody will say something like, Hey, I need a gym that I can go to at two in the morning. And somebody might say, well, I know about this gym. I, I haven't been there, but somebody told me, but apparently they're all over the place and they're open 24 hours. And yeah. Theoretically, if you search for those terms, hopefully the company's got it set up right where they would show up, you know, in ads or, or the organic listing and go from there. It's like with eye contact, one of the email platforms I work for, you know, we strive on giving excellent customer service on phone, email and chat mediums, which a lot of competitors don't have phone support and if you're new to email marketing or you feel like you need a lot of strategic or technical help and speaking to somebody on the phone means something to you, then you would choose that platform. Absolutely. No, it's funny because phone support used to be the thing that everybody offered. Now it's so unique and you're exactly right. When I'm doing tech stuff, if they have phone support versus chat, I'm in because I'm not a techie. So that to me is a big selling point and 24 hour contact versus certain hours of the day because I work at night, you know, so there's lots of things that really help. Again, we have to identify who our dream clients are. So we know what they want. If they're school teachers and they get off at three o'clock, well, if your business hours end at five, you're going to lose a huge chunk of those people. So you need to accommodate who your dream clients are and, and figure out what they want, which will give them something to yak about. Right. You know, dog owners, right? The businesses that let the dogs come into the hair salon or into the restaurant or in, you know, the cat cafes. Why are those so popular? Because cat lovers love to yak. <laughs> Unique <laughs> appeal to clients. What is your yak ability? Unique appeal right. to clients. So if we went backwards and kind of rewinded this episode, what you want to do is find out what your customers need or potential customers need, how can you help them solve a problem or get over a challenge or what is it? what is your market offering, right? Mm -hmm. Then you're going to go mm -hmm. ahead and stand out from the crowd by developing, whether it's a statement, a service, uh, customer service, whatever it is. And then you're going to use the triangle to make sure that your clients are fitting into the mold that you've made that is that perfect customer that's going to not only make you money, but is going to refer you. They're going to give you glowing reviews and they're just going to keep coming back for more if that's the type of business you're in. Does that sound like a good synopsis? Perfect. Awesome. Exactly. Well, Irene, if people wanted to get in touch with you, check out what you do, how can they do that? Gotcha. So I've got a book coming up. Hopefully it'll be released in the next couple of months called Design Your Dream Practice. It's based on my 30 years of being in the trenches as a practitioner, as a pain relief specialist, and then also as a business mentor and consultant. So that'll hopefully be available soon, Design Your Dream Practice. And then uh, because I'm so passionate about helping people find affluent, appreciative clients, people can sign up for a, a, just a super simple but a, effective online training, which is irenediamond.com forward slash affluent. So check out the book, Design Your Dream Practice, right? And mm -hmm. check out the website. Links will be in the show notes, folks. I really appreciated you being here because we took a different angle on how to obtain clients, how to screen clients, and then more importantly, how to get them to yak about you or <laughs> use the yak method, which definitely I need to spell out in the show notes because 
Uh, I think you and I talked about <laughs> off air, you know, you need to yak on your clients is what I said. It's different yeah. than verbally vomiting on them folks. And we'll explain that in the show notes as well. Just make sure that you're finding that differentiator, what makes you different, unique, and why do we need to be working with you rather than your competitor more than I'm cheaper and I have a better warranty or something like that. What is yeah. it specifically that makes you different folks? Can I throw want- in one last thing? Yeah, really important. If you want to know what, if you don't know what makes you unique, go on Yelp or on the online directories and look at your competition and look at the ones, the reviews that are the, the one stars or the two stars, see what they complain about Hmm. and see if you can flip that around and use their clients' disappointments to your advantage. There you go. What they do worst, you need to be doing best. I guess that's how you'd say that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Folks, if you, want to hear, if you want to hear previous episodes, head over to hankhoffmeyer.com slash Alexa. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Amazon Alexa, Google Play, Spotify, probably anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm also on YouTube. This episode will be not live, but it will be recorded and uh, our lovely faces will be greeting you on YouTube. Hopefully you could check that out. Maybe subscribe, give it a like, let people know where this podcast is so we can help everyone become a better marketer, practitioner, whatever it is. Until next time, folks, make sure you're yakking a lot.